It's time for Net at Night. Amber MacArthur is here. Episode 176. Is the world ready for a new browser? Maybe. Maybe not. We'll talk about Rockmelt, a social browser based on Chrome. Coming up next on Net at Night. Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Audio bandwidth for Net at Night is provided by Winamp. Subscribe to Net at Night and all your favorite podcasts with the ultimate media player. Download it for free at winamp.com. Video bandwidth for Net at Night is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com. This is Night at Night with Amber MacArthur and Leo Laporte. Episode 176, recorded November 9th, 2010. Rock Melt. Net at Night is brought to you by Audible.com. To download a free audiobook of your choice, go to audible.com slash night. It's time for Net at Night from Petaluma, California, US of A. I'm Leo Laporte. And I'm Amber MacArthur from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> Bonjour. How are you today, Ms. Amber MacArthur? I am doing very well, Leo. It's good, good. to chat with you again. I, I guess I was here last week, but for some reason I can't remember. <laughs> you know, you travel so much. Where, but you've probably been 15 places since you were here last week. What, 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 where have you been to speak I lately? Just, I just got back from Halifax, um, and I was in Saskatoon the week before, and I'm off to L.A. later this week. So, yeah, I might be confused. <laughs> it's possible. Wow, back I to know. L.A. Cause you I am just... going to Montreal next week, though. Oh, good. Mm. So you, uh, yeah, how's your so French? Speaking- it's a little rust. Yeah, actually, I haven't spoken um, French since I was in high school, so uh, I need to brush up on it somewhat. Well, we have a we have a great. But there's time. Yeah, have a drink. There you go. We have. <laughs> I saw Amber putting the glass to her mouth. This is where Skype video is so handy. Um, we have a very interesting <laughs> guest, somebody who's hot, hot, hot right now uh, for the show today. You want to tell us about Eric? Yeah, definitely. So uh, Eric uh, Vishira is the co-founder and CEO of Rock Melt. And it was funny, I think it was on Sunday, I started getting emails and tweets and people talking about Rock Melt. And, um, and then they just launched uh, an early release, I think yesterday. And it is a social browser. So if you think back to the days of Flock, and we've talked many times about Flock on the show, um, they're trying to kind of do the same thing, but with a different approach. It integrates very tightly with Facebook. Uh, you can also send out messages through Twitter. Really nice interface. Uh, they are getting a ton of uh, exposure, as you mentioned, and I know they're in the middle of, um, you know, dealing with, the, I'm sure, a million different things right now. So happy that Eric is going to join us on the call or on the show for at least a few minutes. Yeah, uh, I think you can blame Scoble for this because he did a, a video piece on it and started singing its praises. And, I, you know, I immediately went to uh, rockmelt.com and applied for a uh, beta and uh, and then I got an email from them saying, "Oh, don't worry, Kevin Rose has already nominated you." So thank you, Kevin, for providing me with a uh, a, uh, a beta of Rock Melt. And and then I sent you an invitation, but you had already been you'd already been on there. So tell we're going to show Rock Melt and we'll demonstrate it in just a little bit. But before we uh, get to that, I'm sure there are some links and so forth we'd like to mention before we get too much farther. Yes. 
Well, first of all, Leo, I have to mention one headline. Uh, Mozilla Firefox turns six today. So when we're talking about Ooh, uh, wow. uh, different browsers. And the reason I think this is important for us, I did a little research before we jumped on uh, the show today and found out that our first episode of uh, Net at Night, which was originally called Inside the Net. We actually uh, talked to two of the guys from Mozilla, I and remember. we talked about Firefox 1.5, and that was in November of 2005. Wow. So there's a long history of Firefox on the show with wow, us. yeah. So how, how many years? Seven? Six? Six. Six. That's really great. Yeah, so they're celebrating their sixth birthday. Yeah, so it's a really awesome. So many different browsers to choose from now. I don't know what you use, Leo, for the most part, but I'm kind of going towards Chrome a lot I'm more a Chrome guy. these days, yeah. and I tend to... I love it. Yeah, yeah. Chrome is what I like. And then one of the reasons I was very interested in Rock Melt is unlike Flock, which it, actually Flock initially uh, used uh, Firefox, but I think that they were moving to WebKit as well and uh, and rockmelt uses chromium which i really like it's kind of basically the uh, open source version of chrome yeah so for chrome users i mean it's very easy to uh start using rockmelt i mean um and there's some neat features in it i have to say i mean i, I haven't used it that much but uh, i really like the interface and i think the idea that it's, it makes it so easy to share from within the browser um is kind of cool uh, and i have not seen a browser get this much attention <laughs> i don't know about you leo no but yeah. they're literally everywhere well one of the things i want to ask him about is bill campbell because uh, he is uh, a legend guy who was former ceo of intuit and of Claris. Uh, he's on the Apple board. He, he uh, is credited by uh, Eric Schmidt with uh, with setting up the the kind of the structure for Google. He said we would Google wouldn't exist. Eric said without uh, Bill Campbell. He was an early advisor to Rock Melton, very and uh, very much a part of it. So uh, we'll take a look at Rock Melton in just a little bit. I'm just looking for your links. I haven't seen them yet. So. Yeah, I have some more. Well, um, I'll just mention another one. This is just a quickie that uh, news came out this morning that Google has rolled out Preview now so that you can uh, preview links before you actually click on them. Now, you've been able to do this within other browsers and with add-ons and things like that. that but it's did that, yeah. Yeah, but now um, it is there basically by default for anyone. So when you do a search on Google, and, you know, I think it's a, a really handy feature when you are doing any type of searches online just to be able to, you know, roll your mouse over the tiny little magnifying glass and be able to see a bigger view of what's on, say, the homepage of Mashable or whatever site you might be searching for. So um, that is kind of neat. So that was another big news item today. And uh, also, I'll do just one more quickly, Leo, because uh, this is a fun one. I mean, you were obviously around in the late 1990s with all of the different dot-com companies. And then, we, of course, we had the crash. Well, one of the biggest jokes during those times was that, you know, you were maybe a pet company trying to ship pet food and how that was, you know, not necessarily that feasible. And there were companies during that yeah, time pets. like uh, Pets.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that uh, had an IPO $82.5 million um, and then eventually sank. Well, uh, there's a new pet company in town called PetFlow. And I just read on TechCrunch that they have, in fact, raised $5 million to sell pet food online. So, uh, <laughs> what goes around comes successful. around. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. It sure does. A lot of things are timing, though, right? And I think it's the same thing with Rock Melt. I think with with um, Flock, maybe the timing wasn't right, and the whole social web people weren't as uh, you know interested in all of these different tools as they are now. So uh, maybe uh, maybe the uh, new pet site has a, a chance to make it. Well, let's get we'll Eric see. on the line. Eric Vishria is the CEO of Rock Melt, and uh, that's I guess the first question uh, we sh you and I should ask him is uh, why you think the time is right now for a social browser. I'm, I've got Rockmelt uh, installed on my Mac, and just uh, as we get uh, Eric on the line, you can see 
Uh, it looks like Chrome. In fact, it's imported my Chrome passwords and everything. But on the left-hand side, there's like a, a, fr a list of friends. These are it, you, you log into Facebook when you first uh, set it up. And you also uh, attach your Twitter account if you want. So all your accounts are attached. And it's kind of interesting. I can see friends who are online right now and interact with them uh, in it. I can also uh, do a status update or a tweet directly from the browser. Um, we pull up Eric right now. Eric, uh, is it is am I, am I seeing it right? Eric, is it Vishria? Yeah, Vishria. Yep. Vishria. Nice to meet you. Thank you for joining us on Net at Night. Nice to meet Hi you. There. Thanks for uh, giving us giving uh, giving <laughs> me the opportunity to talk to you. I'm sure they're lining up to talk to you, Eric. You, I've never seen such a big launch, and yet it's it's some to me. It's a uh, and Amber both. We both said, well, this reminds me of Flock, which is kind of uh, wasn't a huge success. What makes Rock Melt different than Flock? Um, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's really a very, very different uh, product. I mean, the, the kind of, we, we started many years later, and and timing and execution and the UI concepts are all, all very different. So, uh, you know, what we've really tried to focus on is, is building a way to, to have your friends there, have your feeds and streams come in from Facebook and Twitter, and underlying Rockmelt, there's some big architectural changes. Uh, for example. Uh, it is a browser that you log into, as you as you mentioned, and all of the information, uh, like your bookmarks and preferences, and your friends and your favorite sites, all of that is up in the cloud. So it's the first browser that's really connected to a backend cloud service that allows us to to actually push updates to you. And uh, if you log in from another Rockmelt instance, like your home computer and your work computer, um, everything stays synced. Amber, you'll see you're right at the top of my <laughs> favorites page. I'll, I'll yeah. point out. Oh, that. I love it. <laughs> I thought this was kind of interesting when I was reading about the launch of Rockmelt because now everybody's talking so much about mobile. You know, now is the time for mobile. Are people ever going to be even surfing on their computers anymore? Maybe sure. they'll just be on handheld devices. So as far as the timing being right for uh, a, a tool like this, why do you think it is the perfect time? Yeah, I mean, mo so mobile is obviously super important and exploding, but the, the truth is the bulk of browsing is still done on desktops and laptops um, by by a very significant margin. So we would certainly hope to get to, to mobile. We certainly uh, want to get to mobile, um, but we started at what we believe is the biggest market and, and what really is the biggest market out there for browsing today. Well, when I look at the, uh, I think mobile in a way has, has set up the expectation for something like Rockmail. When I look at uh, the new Windows uh, Phone 7, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's similar in that way that the whole interface is around what are your friends doing? How, you know, what are they saying? What's going on with them? Um, it, it, so clearly mobile has kind of conditioned us to expect to kind of keep an eye on our friends. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think that's true. And mobile is actually, so there are a couple of interesting things that mobile introduced. So when you click on your feeds in the right or you click on your friends in the left, um, you click on, say, Twitter or Facebook um, in the right or one of your other feeds, uh, what, you're, what you're seeing there is... Um, is effectively a little app, right? right. And, and I think mobile kind of set us up for that. And, and the thing that makes those possible on the back end are APIs uh, that we get from, from those sites and that we use from those sites. And, you know, again, like a large part of this kind of transition from websites to web services and making these APIs public is, is a result of mobile. So definitely mobile um, has inspired and allowed um, a lot of these things uh, to happen. Uh, while at the same time, you know, desktop browsing is still, I think, it, you know, by by an order of magnitude or more, um, where the where the bulk of browsing occurs. So it, it was kind of interesting for us to bring some of those concepts uh, to the desktop. 
sort of a typical uh, scenario as far as someone using this tool? I mean, you talked a little bit about logging in and accessing your Facebook friends, but um, what other things can people do? Yeah, so what we try to do is really think about um, what are big things people do online every single day and, and how can we make those easier? So the, the three big areas that we initially focused on are one, keeping up with your friends. So we make it really easy. You can drag a link, for example, over to a friend or a video or an image um, to share it with them, uh, to chat it with them. Um, you'll also notice that your friends, if they have a new post, they'll, they'll, they'll get a blue highlight to let you know that one of your favorite friends has done something. You may want to check it out. Right. Um, in a similar way, so the second big area is really consuming news and updates. So getting updates on the right edge of the browser, uh, little notifications, you can click on them and it'll instantly open with the updates so you can you can see those right there. So we try to make it really easy. What we found is typical users of, of the web um, only visit five to seven unique websites, right? They only visit five to seven unique websites and they visit them multiple times a day. That's true. Effectively polling for updates. They're polling for updates. And right. the funny thing to us was it's 2010. We do the same thing <laughs> as users every single day and yet the browser wasn't smart enough to actually understand what my favorite sites are and have that content ready and waiting for me. And so that's the, what we've tried to do. The idea is we just don't leave the browser. The, the, yeah. This is kind of what Google's idea was with Chromium OS. It, it, almost the same thing with Chrome OS, which is the browser becomes your interface to the world. Yeah, and I think one, one of the interesting stats that I saw um, was that 13 years ago, I think 10% of computer time was in the browser. Today, for a typical consumer, it's 90%. Yeah. So it's just... You know, that's where people spend their time. And so it made, it made natural sense to kind of make the browser more powerful. And I do, I do want to actually mention the third thing, which is, which is really interesting, an area that we focus on is search. Uh, so, you know, searching in the browser, like we Google things all the time, right? All of us do. It's really um, a critical part of, of the web experience. And what we did is rethink, like, how do you actually get to the right results? So when you search... Uh, for something through Rockmelt, rather than just redirect you to the Google results page, we actually drop down a column of the results, of the Google results, and then you can actually click through. That column stays up, so you can actually click through those results and flip through the actual pages in a super fast way. I'm not so getting that right now. I wonder if your servers are getting hit pretty hard at this point. Uh, no, so actually just uh, hit enter on the search. It's, it doesn't touch our servers at all. Just hit, Oh, there uh, it is. Enter. I didn't hit there enter. You there you go. Yeah, got it enter. So, and then you can just, um, if you click through, the click on the top one, um, and, uh, there you know, it is. and then just use your arrow keys. You can down arrow, just down arrow. So this is kind of Google Instant yeah. built into, uh, that's kind of nice. I like that. And you can flip through and you can see how fast it is um, yeah. because we're doing some cool things in the background to uh, to make it really, really fast. That's one of the things I noticed in the preferences. I can have you pre-cache uh, sites and that's by default, isn't it? Yeah, there's uh, that, that's a that's a different preference than this. Uh, this, oh, okay. this is something that happens automatically. Okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, I do like the fact that I can turn Growl on. <laughs> so, yeah, you can turn notifications on if you that's want. That's Macintosh. Uh, I don't, do you do that as something similar on Windows? Yeah, we actually have, uh, we use uh, desktop notifications uh, on oh. Windows as well. So you can you can get something similar. And so the top right of your screen, it'll be from the top, um, the bottom right. But, now, uh, I have yeah. to admit, Amber, I was a little skeptical about Rockmelt uh, because I thought, well, I've used Flock. I don't know if I want my social stuff here all the time. But, but I have to say, Eric, you've kind of convinced me a little bit because... I do, in fact, live in the browser, and if, if most of what I do in the browser is here, for instance, a lot of what I do is just share links. The fact that I could just drag this to somebody and share it, whether on their Facebook wall, through a chat, or a message, is great. 
Yeah, we try to make it. We try to make it easier, and you know, it's important to understand. Like this is, this is our first beta, uh, so we are at the very, very beginnings of this. We there's a lot more we want to do. We've just scratched the surface, um, so it, it really is just the beginning. Um, we there are plenty of kinks. Uh, we're working through issues constantly, um, but it's been uh, it's been very exciting, and, and I think we're really excited uh, for what the future of browsing looks like. Yeah, this is kind of now. You've neat. definitely gotten a ton of attention, so I'm just curious how uh, you guys went about getting to the buzz out there because I know you, Robert Scoble. There've been other people who have uh, talked about Rock Melt, uh, but really, I literally there are so many people who are interested in getting an invite. So, what's that process like? As like as far as uh, um, yeah, you know, how can we get on this? as many people as possible trying? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I, it's, a good, it's a good question. Um, we so we have uh, we've been working on it for a while, um, and what we did is we. You know, we picked a, a handful of people who um, to kind of go show it to early, and uh, we went and showed it to them. And I think, I think honestly, it starts with a, a, a good product, um, and people kind of got excited about the possibilities. And I think, I think the excitement is is largely driven just by like, wow, maybe there is a different way to browse. Like, browsers have gotten a lot faster and a lot um, just just a lot more capable. Um, but they're still all about pages. Right. And when we started incorporating friends and your favorite sites and, and the ability to share directly in the browser, I think people just get, get, get excited about it. And we've been, we've been really excited about the response. Um, we are trying to get invites out as fast as we possibly can um, and work through uh, some of the glitches. But uh, we've thrown 100-fold in the last 36 hours. So, Do you have uh, plans for going public? Do you know what that time frame is going to be? We don't know what the time frame is. I mean, mm -hmm. I think it really depends on getting, uh, you know, getting all of this uh, right. working really, really well and, and working out. Is uh, there some back-end server stuff that you do? I mean, is... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in order to, there, there, there are two big things. So RockMelt is, is fully backed by the cloud, set of cloud services. So there are two big parts of it. So first is RockMelt is a browser that you log into. Um, and so that's, that part of that, um, is tied to the, to the server backend. Right. Um, the, and, and that actually allows you to log in from multiple instances, like your work computer, your home computer, your Mac or your PC and, and get, um, your, Well, I noticed that because I have it on my uh, computer at home. And as soon as I downloaded it and logged into my Facebook, it populated everything else. Yeah, exactly. So that, that was nice. Just, I have to say it just happens that people, yeah. people really like that. And the second yeah. big thing is the notifications that you get on the right. Those are driven by our back end as well. So we, we basically, we watch those sites for you and then um, push those updates down to you. Um, so that's also made possible with the back end. Right. Um, so it's, you know, that, it's, it's the natural evolution of browsers to have more services tied to, the, to um, a back end. And, and, you know, this is, again, the beginning of it. It also watches what you do. So, for instance, I just went to the Kristen Monitor, uh, Science Monitor. I can now add that to a, a, my feed site. So it's watching the sites that I'm going to and based on the sites I visit the most often. Now, I just install it here so it doesn't know, doesn't know a whole lot about me. But uh, that's cool, too. You can, you can by, by behaviorally, modifying it by, by, by what you do. Yeah, and it's, like it's really important. And so we've, we've tried to make it really easy. So interesting for, for, the, for the geeks out there, uh, the interesting thing about that is uh, we're using RSS on the back end, right. right? But you'll you'll never see RSS, and users don't have to. You don't copy even see the word, right, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it, it just RSS to us, RSS is a protocol. It's a means to an end. The really interesting thing is a user wants to get updates, and um, it's a great technology to do that. But it needed to be made a little easier and more accessible, and that's what we've tried to do. And I, sh I should also point out because people uh, will definitely um, think about this as 
is like, for example, the suggestions of your favorite sites um, and everything, that all happens local on your browser. So that's not going up to our cloud and we're not, you know, what you browse and what you search, like we're not looking at any of that. We can't look at any of that. That's totally private to you. So let me ask you a couple of technical questions. You're based on uh, Chromium. Yeah, uh, uh, Linux version or just Mac and Windows so far? Just Mac and Windows so far um, and no immediate plans for a Linux version. Okay. And are you going to keep up with Chrome? I mean, you're not, I don't know if you're using the latest version of Chromium, are you? Right now we're using Chrome 6. We'll be at Chrome 7 uh, within a couple of weeks. We were able to stabilize Chrome 6 a little faster. Um, so uh, we will, we definitely, we merge every day from Chromium. Um, oh, good. So, so it'll, you know, when they, it'll update the same way Chrome updates for It'll you. update the exact same way, and okay. users will get to take advantage of all the things we do as well as all the great things that uh, the Chromium team is doing, which is which is amazing. It's a great yeah. piece of technology. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, one of the things I, I ended up not liking about Flock was, and I think they didn't like about it, was it was based on Firefox. They made noises about moving to, to WebKit. Uh, mm -hmm. smart to be on Chromium. That's the, the hot browser right now. Yeah, Do I have full f Chromium functionality? In other words, are my plugins going to work? Are my extensions, that kind of thing? Yeah, for the most part. Now, we haven't tested, obviously, uh, we haven't tested all of the extensions yet, but in general, yeah, your extensions should work um, and and all of the other features should be there. So um, there, there, there are definitely uh, a couple of extensions that we've heard from users don't quite work, and so we're working on resolving those issues. But in general, yes. You have an opportunity here to also make it more secure since you're going through your own server. Are the, um, are the uh, uh, HTTPS through your own server? Is it secured? Yeah, it's HTTPS. Um, like that. And, yep. So that, that's actually important. Um, there were a couple questions that I saw people kind of wondering about uh, with, with everything going on with Firesheep. Um, like how does, how right. does this fit in? Right. And um, the HTTPS communication, obviously, to our servers helps a lot. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, you're still uh, Facebook, I imagine. If I go to Facebook.com, Still have the same Firesheep issue. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. you visit a website, you have the same the same issues. But yeah. when I'm when I'm doing an update, I don't have to go to Facebook.com quite as often because a lot of that Facebook stuff shows up right here, and this is all secured. That that's right. And when you post a status update, for example, um, from like if you click on yourself in the upper left and and post an update, uh, that that'll go to our servers via HTTPS, and then from uh, from our servers to the Facebook API is you know, a, a separate communication that that's how. So I'm not is. opening myself up to cookie hijacking via FireSheep or other technologies as long as I don't go to those actual sites if I just use your interface. We, we, we have tried to make it uh, as, as secure as possible. Good yeah, timing. Definitely. <laughs> Very good timing for that. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. I'm just curious. Uh, you mentioned that you've been researching obviously a lot about uh, um, to make this browser the best browser it can be, but do you have any research as far as how difficult it is to get someone to actually change the browser that they're currently using? Because I imagine that's kind of hard, except for maybe early adopter geeks, those types of people. You know, you, it's funny. You would think that, um, as it turns out, over the last three years, over 500 million people have switched browsers in three years. I mean, that is just a... I, wow. That was actually a stat. Like, we were looking at the browser share numbers and um, and the amount of flux in the market. It's, it, it's amazing um, how many people have switched browsers. And I think what that says, if you think about it, it's like, over what? Right? Like, if you look right. at the difference between Chrome, IE, Safari... <laughs> Firefox. Um, there are there are differences, and the technical community certainly understands the differences. But if you know, if I have to explain that to my mom, like that's a very difficult explanation. Uh, whereas, so we think there's a big opportunity to come in with a product that is just is kind of more fundamentally different, um, and you know, people will try it, and hopefully, uh, 
we can we can impress them enough uh, so that they switch. That's the job, isn't it? Get them to try. Yeah, that is that, yeah. that is definitely yeah. a job. And yeah. it, it all starts with the better product. It, it helps that you're using Chrome, I think, because I you know for me anyway, and I think a lot of people who have switched to Chrome, it's not a big jump to then go go to uh, Rock Melt. Uh, Bill yeah. Campbell was very involved in your uh, company. There was a good story about Bill in the New York Times uh, yesterday. Um, he was an advisor. Um, he's an advisor. He is an advisor and an investor, um, and uh, and just an incredible. For for people who haven't met Bill, he's he's just an incredible guy, um, a legend in the valley, of course. And yeah, um, yeah. we're we're super fortunate to have him. Yeah. You, you, he was he helpful in getting you got a lot of funding right out of the box, including Mark Andreessen. <laughs> The, yeah, the guy who wrote worked, Netscape. <laughs> yeah, he, he wrote Netscape. Um, so, you know, we've raised about $10 million. Uh, Mark and so Mark and Tim and I have, uh, Mark and Tim have been working together since 1996. Uh, Mark is the one who recruited Tim to join Netscape. Tim's my co-founder. Uh, interesting. Uh, so he, he recruited Tim to join Netscape um, after Tim wrote LDAP um, or co-authored LDAP wow. um, while wow. he was doing his PhD at the University of Michigan. And then I've been working with um, both of them since the early days of LoudCloud, which they co-founded together uh, in, I guess that's uh, early 2000. So I've been working with them for over 10 years. So uh, yeah, Mark has obviously been thinking about browsers for a long time. So he's a, he's a great guy to have on board. No, no kidding. <laughs> Where did the name come from? Yeah, it was a good. I like the logo too. A, <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody asked a question on the name and um, I wish we had a... Uh, a sexier story. Um, the truth is, uh, as as it goes with uh, company names and startup names these days, is what it's all about get. getting a .com domain yes. name, and uh, <laughs> most of those are very expensive. So you take two words that we kind of liked is easy to say and easy to spell, and stick them together, and the domain was twelve dollars. So we were like, okay, <laughs> it's <laughs> magic time. Yeah, and then, and we, and we, that's what, a good story. What we, yeah, what we what clinched it for us was uh, was when we came up with the logo. Um, and we're like, okay, we, we think this logo is cool. We'll, we'll go with this. So it, I, it definitely grew on us. You've got a big team. I mean, uh, it, it's about 50 people. You can see it at the bottom of uh, the rock melt screen. There's quite a no, few it's, people. Um, it's not 50. It's, it's, um, we're, we're just under 30 people. 30. Okay. Yeah. That's a big team though for a startup that hasn't even launched yet. So yeah, it's a good size team. I mean, you know, think if you think about what we're doing, we have, um, you know, we have like native Mac developers, native windows developers, right. backend yeah. engineers, web developers, designers. Um, so it's just, it, it's an ambitious effort, um, compared to, um, you know, any other browser company, we're probably a 10th or less of the size. So right. it's, you know, it, yes. Um, in some ways it's big, but I think in most ways it's, it's pretty small for what, for what we've uh, been able to do so far. And I, I'm guessing, but uh, I think one of the reasons uh, investors would be interested in this is because there's a lot of, believe it or not, a lot of money to be made in free browsers. Yeah, there is. Um, it, I think, and actually, I think the really interesting thing is the business of browsers is just in its infancy. I mean, mm. it, this is just the, they've just scratched the surface. So for, for those who don't know, the, the way browsers make money is uh, through search. So search is integrated into the browser um, and the search engines pay referral fee effectively to the browser developers. Um, millions, tens of millions of dollars for Mozilla, if, if we're to be yeah, believed. Yeah, well, actually, I think for Mozilla, hundreds, hundreds of millions. Hundreds of, of millions, yeah. Um, and, you know, Safari and, uh, and Opera and others make money that way, too. And we think that, so as you can see in Rockmelt, Rockmelt is really all about integrating the services that you use into the browser. And we think uh, that over time, um, those will all be revenue generating as well. Um, but right now, I mean, important to point out, like, we, we're just at the very beginning 
we are 100% focused on a great product and trying to get some users. Um, and that's, that's really what it's all about right now. Well, I was skeptical at first, but I have to say, uh, Amber, you've convinced me, and Eric, you've convinced me. <laughs> I, lo I launched it last I can tell night. Leo, I said, when you're, when you're silent for a couple of minutes and you're playing, okay. I know that it's a good yeah. sign. <laughs> well, I do live in the browser, and a lot, you know, I don't live in the social media. I mean, I, well, I probably do, actually. I check Facebook and Twitter pretty often. This would have no utility for somebody who's not on Facebook, right? Oh, yeah. If, I mean, yeah. It, 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 right now, you need Facebook to yeah, log in. So, yeah. um, luckily, that's 500 million people and growing yeah, very number. quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, a big, <laughs> it's, a, it's a decent universe. Um, I mean, that's the, that's one of the really interesting things about the browser market is it's there are 2.1 billion people online. And, uh, and they all so use browsers. It's a huge, yeah, it's a yeah. huge market. Yeah. So. Now, I've got one complaint. I can't go full screen. Sure. I like to go full screen in Chrome. And as soon as I go full screen, all the nice stuff on the side goes away. You know, it's funny that you say that. Um, I, I, will, I will definitely register that. The reason, we, we actually did that on purpose. We figured uh, when you go full screen, you don't you want really to see that stuff. Right. Yeah. So, I need um, fullish, fullish, almost full. <laughs> yeah. So and, I just made and, it, I just zoomed <laughs> it, and I, I still get the edges, which is fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. now that we have the ability to hide edges, maybe we can reconsider that. For <laughs> also, uh, LastPass, which is a plugin that I am, you know, absolutely dependent on, seems to be a little fooled by what's going on. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, it seems. I think LastPass and both LastPass and One Password um, can get wonky. Um, right. Some people are having success with it. Some people aren't. So we're we're looking into uh, those two, and hopefully, we'll be able to resolve those um, quickly. I'm but, sure it's um, your goal to have everything work. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we want we want to have things work that users like to use. I mean, right. that, that's yeah, what absolutely. happens for me with LastPass. It ends up on the right hand side as uh, as as like an RSS feed when I install. Yeah, extension. well, that's where uh, that's where extensions show up. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it is working. Yeah, so it, it actually may be working for you. You can click on oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. See. All right, maybe it is. I'm, I take it back. I just didn't okay. expect it there. Right, yeah, yeah. We moved. So basically. Um, the nice thing about moving extensions over to the right edge there is you can take advantage of Rockmelt uh, windowing. So you can actually, when you open one of those windows, you can tear them off. Um, right. Just like grab the top and tear it off. And so you kind of avoid some of the mod modality in, um, right. in extensions otherwise. I, re I actually really like that. That's a cool. very nice feature to be able to rip off the, uh, the window on the side. Let me see if I can show you. As I'm looking at something. Um, can I just tear it off? Yeah, there yeah, it is. Just a like tear that. off right. window. Isn't that neat? All right, you won. You won me over, Eric. All right, I was, <laughs> I was skeptical. This, this is just the beginning. It'll get better, <laughs> I promise. You. Eric uh, Vishria is the CEO and founder of Rockmelt. I didn't realize you were at LabCloud. Now I now I understand Mark's uh, involvement. Um, it is the browser reinvented, a social browser reimagined. I'm sorry. Let's get the tagline right. And, uh, and imagine. Thank you for joining us. You've, I know you're so busy today and in the days to come. <laughs> thank you very much for giving us the opportunity to tell you about Rockmelt. Our pleasure. Thank you, Eric. Take okay, care. Rockmelt.com. Thanks. You can sign up, but it's a couple of days, I think, right now to, uh, to get uh, invited. Unless you know Kevin Rose. <laughs> then you can get in. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. We should, I should have asked him, you know, he, they gave uh, 500 invites to TechCrunch. But, but, you know, whenever they do that, I never get in there. By the time the TechCrunch invite, you know, I read the article, it's long gone. Yeah, you know, I know. Yeah. I know. We should have asked them for some. Darn it. What was I thinking? Oh, well, Leo. I don't want to, you know why? Because I don't want to manage the, uh, the whole thing. <laughs> it's worth Leo, taking a look tell at. tell me about it. The Newsvine situation, if you remember, oh, right? Oh, yeah. A 1500 
invites to Newsvine, and I sat for days sending them out to individual yeah. people. It's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. They gave me uh, six invites, so, but don't ask, folks. Don't ask. I'm giving them to the twits. They all, they all have asked me for them. It's pretty cool, I have to say. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And uh, um, now that I've, I've really got a better idea of the handle of it, I'll probably use it. You can make it your default browser. I'll try it for a while and see. Try it. I know. That's how I'm always like that with new things. You know, I try them for like a week, and if it sticks, great. If it doesn't, I just get rid of them. <laughs> Move on. Well, and there's a lot of but things. But it has that some I, really neat features. There's a lot of things I get very excited about, like uh, Instagram, and then I burn out on it, and I, you know, I feel bad because I think probably I. I go, oh, you got to try this to people. So I'm going to say, yeah, this is interesting. I won't get too excited about it just in case I lose yeah, interest. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I do that too. I hear you, Leo. I hear <laughs> I you. Hear, I hear you. All right, let's see. We've got a couple more right. um, show notes, uh, show, links to talk about and so forth before we get out of Zodge. Yeah. We sure do. So uh, for our side of the night, I wanted to mention a service called Nudge Mail. Have you heard of this, Leo? No, I like the name. I know, it's fun. So uh, it allows you to essentially kind of push an email into the future and then get it back when you need it most. So, <laughs> Send yourself a um, reminder. I like it. It, that's all you're doing, really. So, you, so for example, if you sent me an email and said, hey, Amber, follow up with me on Monday about who our guest is going to be on Tuesday, um, instead of me going and putting a note in my calendar, I could just go and send um, for the email you sent me to monday at nudgemail.com, and then I'll get that email back on Monday in my inbox. And you can pick times. You can have a snooze button so it comes an hour later than you've scheduled it to come. You can do all of these different things. Um, it can even deal with different time zones. So if you're traveling, and you want to make sure your reminder comes on time, um, it can uh, also account for that. Uh, so a really, really simple service. I love it because you don't have to sign up for it, which is amazing. Uh, essentially, all you're doing is just flipping your email um, to Nudge Mail, and then it bounces back. People have called it email boomerang, and I love that term. Uh, and it is completely free right now, although there are plans to um, um, make people pay for it eventually. They obviously have to make money, but um, try it out and see what you think. I like it. It's, it's, it's fun and it's useful. Excellent. Now, before we uh, get going with our uh, site of the night, or video of the night, I should say, that was our site of the night, uh, I do want to mention our friends at audible.com. Audible is a great place to go for people who love audio books. If you're listening to a podcast, you're probably a, a good candidate for an Audible subscription. I'm a, I'm a platinum kind of guy. That means I have two books a month, but uh, they start with the gold account, and that's what we're going to invite you to sign up for is the Audible gold account. You get a free book if you go to uh, audible.com slash night, N-I-G-H-T, audible.com slash night, uh, a free book awaits you. Now, the problem, of course, with Audible is what free book? There's Too so many. many. There's so many great books to choose so from. So many options. Um, these are the plans. You can review the plans and so forth. Um, I don't know. I, um, I I I think my next book is going to be. Have you listened to the Keith Richards uh, biography uh, yet? I know it, it autobiography. I know that people are kind of oh. they're kind of slamming it, uh, saying, "Oh, according to Keith, he blames Mick for everything." But that's kind of fun, even if it's not true. So sure. I'm, I'm interested in that. You've have you, you you must have read the Millennium series by now, right? Oh, tell me you have, Miss. No, Sweden. I haven't. No, you, I haven't. You haven't read the Millennium Saga. The sweet that takes place in no, Sweden, the gritty side of Sweden. I know. All right. I well, know. That, right. Even my mom has read it, Leo. <laughs> yeah, and she probably said, "You got to read this, Amber, because you love Sweden, right?" Yes. She, All right. Well, I know. I'm going to make did. that. She loved it. I'm going to make that my audible recommendation. This is a nice one too, because if you kind of get into it, 
uh, the nice thing is, uh, you know, there's two more waiting for you. Well, there's, all, there's a new Stephen King. Oh, shoot. An eerie quartet of tales involving strange twists of fate. Full dark, no stars. Man. Of course, the Tower of Midnight, Towers of Midnight series. People have been recommending that to me. It is, it is tough to choose. But I think I'm going to start with the Stieg Larsson, the girl who kicked the hornet's nest. Actually, the girl with the dragon tattoo is the first one. That's the one you should get first. And then you can continue it on. Uh, I have all three of them, and they are great. Auto, they're a little adult, a little world of warning. Get your first book free. Browse around audible.com. There's 75,000 titles, so be prepared to, to uh, spend a few hours looking at audible.com. Sci-fi, self-development, mysteries, thrillers, fiction, non-fiction. I read a lot of history on Audible. I love history. That was my major in college. You know, that's one of the things I like about Audible. You can, it's kind of lifelong learning. You know, don't stop, don't stop reading. I know it's hard to find time, but if you've got a commute, if you go to the gym, even if you do housework, there's, oh, look, a new Bill Bryson. At Home, A Short History of Private Life. <gasps> you see, already uh -huh. I've got five books I want to get. See, two a month is not enough. But get your first one free. Audible.com slash night. They play on the iPhone, the iPad, uh, all, the, uh, all the Apple devices, the Zoom. Uh, if, if, you, if you have a portable device, chances are it plays Audible.com dot com slash night we thank them so much for their support of net at night so you want to set up this okay go video they're back sure yes they are back and i have to thank eileen for this uh the producer over at twit uh she sent it my way so this video is called last leaf and it's from okay go which uh, we've had them on the show before oh, yeah. uh, great band uh I always think of them as the treadmill band because of the original youtube video right. they put out um now they shot this video. This is interesting um, on a Samsung camera phone, as I understand. Really? And uh, each shot is made up of a sequence of 15 photographs. And it's pieces of toast for people who are listening. It sounds strange, but you should go and watch it. It's very cool. It's all animated. And I think it's one of my favorite songs um, from OK Go. It's mellow. It's very different than uh, what they've done before. Uh, and I think, um, you know, definitely one of my favorites. You know, I'm a little puzzled because uh, they don't have it on their website yet i thought that was the whole thing about okay go was they they were gonna put all their videos up on their website yeah i just I sent you along the link i guess it's from mashable um i haven't checked their website either i just saw it in mashable it's on uh, yahoo as well so uh that's a little strange i'm surprised oh, they wouldn't why. unless because it's samsung. sponsored by samsung it's on samsung's yeah. website that's the deal <laughs> Now I get it. So this is this is uh, animated on toast. This is okay. Go. Let me play it full screen for you. The song is Last Leaf. Amber MacArthur is at ambermac.com. That's her blog. You can catch her on the web uh, with uh, commandn.tv. That's her regular video show. You're on TV on CP24 with Web Nation. <laughs> she twitters at Amber Mac or Amber MacArthur. Amber Mac. Amber Mac. That's right. The short one. Amber Mac. It's yeah. easy to remember. The shorter. And shorter she'll be better. back next week with another great edition of Net at Night. Thank you, Amber. Thanks, Leo. Have a great week and okay, go. There's toast in here somewhere. There it is. Well, that's weird. <laughs> that's a lot of bread. How many loaves? It should be the last autumn leaf. 
hanging from the tree. Wow. I'll still be here waiting on the breeze to bring you down to me. Let me say this is 2,000 slices of toast. And Hungry. Forever it be. 